Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies, ways to transform our lives for better or worse, are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. And today I got uh, two interesting guys. Uh, they were part of a recent Bitcoin hackathon. We got Michael Folkson and Nate. I hope I don't mess up your name. It's Basanis. There's something like that. Okay. He's not going to correct you. <laughs> no problem. It's like work. nice and easy, which it's, which it's not at all. Right on. All right. Yeah, so um, tell me about your experience at the re- recent hackathon. You know, what went on and what did you guys uh, create? Yeah, so I'll start. Um, so we worked on a project called Monetizing Full Nodes. Um, it was a hackathon uh, predominantly for Bitcoin, held, um, held by numerous people, including Perth. So we worked on a project to monetize full nodes using both Lightning and Bitcoin. Um, so we showed a prototype of a full node uh, generating revenue uh, through providing Oracle services. Is there currently full nodes on the Bitcoin network? You know, there's really, you know, unless a miner has them because they need them, um, there's not really much incentive for an individual to have one. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. So, um, so there are obviously running costs to running a full node. But unless you're mining, or if you have a decent chance of generating sufficient revenue mining, uh, it's difficult to uh, raise the revenue required to be able to fund the costs of running a full node. Do you guys have an estimate on how much it costs to run a full node? You know, maybe a yearly electricity expense or equipment expense? Or- I'm personally, uh, Nathan, can you do a- the, the only estimate I can think of is uh, too much, kind of a Fermi <laughs> estimate. What was your thought process on monetizing uh, full nodes. How you you know what was the premise, and and then we can get into details. So uh, we kind of as 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 you do at most hackathons, we kind of just like brainstormed ideas. Um, so we wanted to work on something that used um, Lightning and Bitcoin, uh, given that they were representatives from both at the hackathon, and we also wanted to address a significant problem in the Bitcoin community. So we eventually landed on. Uh, this challenge of monetizing four nodes, but it also had the positive of being able to play around with Bitcoin and Lightning, which was certainly a big motivation for for at least me turning up. Well, for listeners that don't know much about the Lightning Network or Bitcoin, can you give them just a real brief description of what each does and like real basics on how it works? Yes. So very high level. Um, so Bitcoin is an alternative implementation of Bitcoin Core. It's not a competing implementation in terms of um, it goes against core consensus, but it could be run as an alternative to Bitcoin Core. Um, and it's uh, been built by uh, Chris Jeffries, uh, who's, uh, JJ, who's CTO of PASS. So it's a really exciting project. What are, some in, of the, yeah, what are the key differences in Bitcoin versus the Bitcoin Core protocol? So firstly, it's uh, in JavaScript, which makes it very good for trying to attract JavaScript developers into the Bitcoin community. Secondly, it's a lot more modular than Bitcoin Core, um, just because JJ had the opportunity to just start from scratch and, and build it the way he thought it should be built, rather than inheriting Satoshi's code and trying to unbundle it and clean it up, which is effectively what the Bitcoin Core developers are having to do over the last few years. Any other main differences besides it uses JavaScript? 
Um, it's a lot. It's a lot easier to hack up. Hackathon. I think that was the language they used for the hackathon. But it's a lot easy to it's a lot easier to um, take one aspect of the implementation, such as uh, the wallet or the mempool, and make changes to a, a specific component. Um, it's very very difficult to do that with Bitcoin Core, just because there's so many interdependencies between the different components of Bitcoin Core. Okay, and then the Lightning Network sounds like you were a lot more excited to work with that. Um, just give me a brief overview of what that does and promises, and uh, you know. Uh, we're, we're excited to work on both. Uh, I think, well, certainly, I was equally excited by both Bitcoin and Lightning. And um, again, another uh, high-level overview of Lightning. Lightning will allow for uh, off-chain transactions that are essentially trustless. So you open a payment channel up with um, a hub or a Lightning node. And then once that payment channel is open, you can enter into lots of transactions, potentially microtransactions, with, um, with various other participants on the network, with payments being able to be routed through various different nodes on that network. So it potentially offers like instant, um, either free or cheap um, off-chain transactions without having to um, trust the other participants on the network. Gotcha. You can go to lightning.network if you want to find out more about the protocol itself. Great. Yeah. Right. Fascinating project. Um, Rosebeep, uh, Lalu was at the hackathon. Uh, so it's, it's great to um, spend some time with him and ask him, ask him some questions about Lightning and get set up on Lightning. All right. Um, so why bother to monetize nodes, you know, full nodes? I mean, why did you guys care? Why do you think there's a need? You know, let's start with that premise. Well, uh, we we kind of came into it with this idea of uh, of what what exactly would would appeal most to the judges. We we thought pretty we thought pretty hard about that. I think we came up with a, a lot of really really random ideas, including um, like a, a, a version of Bitcoin that would work on Dogecoin, things like that. But uh, the the motivation that that I had at least for supporting what was mostly Alex's. Uh, I don't know if you if you ever heard of Alex Bosworth, uh, but. He was also on our team and did a, did a lot of the a lot of the idea and uh, coding work, um, but he he basically uh, thought the idea that 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 people really liked. I, I think people people everywhere have to agree that that when you describe Bitcoin to other people, to people who haven't been introduced to it yet, a lot of times you'll get this you'll get this uh, these questions that you don't think of as being super important if you're really familiar with Bitcoin. Like, so tell me about the mining. Tell me, how does how is it that bitcoins are created? You know who owns Bitcoin? Right. Things like that. So and, and a lot of this has to do with the idea that of how Bitcoin is marketed and how it managed to capture the public attention in the first place. People love the idea of having of having like a little a little Bitcoin maker thing in the corner that's just literally making them and mining them digital currency, right? right. So yep. it turns out that the ASICs the ASICs has stolen that. Um, have stolen that dream, but it still it still captures popular imagination, right? So I, I think Michael and I went into it for a while about about why it is that uh, you know wh- whether this idea that that mining should be uh, or that, that passive income should still be by by mining or something or running a node should still exist uh, was a good idea. But uh, Alex eventually had the idea that we could we could actually provide network info. Um, or, or provide Bitcoin network info as kind of an Oracle service for running a, a full node with Lightning. 
And the, the, one of the interesting features of this particular type of Oracle is that it actually, you actually really need decentralized information and benefit a great deal from having uh, sources of information that aren't just a single central hub. Okay, so that was your premise. Yeah, so, um, it, it's um, the, the, the sales pitch to someone coming into the Bitcoin space around running a full node for the good of the network isn't a particularly attractive one. People, people much prefer the idea of, of making money themselves. I think that's why they are so attracted to mining when they first hear about Bitcoin. Um, but there are other ways to um, earn money yourself. Um, 21 have an earn Bitcoin uh, app that, they're, that they've released, and our idea would be to run a full node and, and monetize uh, that full node. Well, I think it's important to incentivize full nodes because the number of Bitcoin nodes has gone down since inception. It's about half. Um, and then it's being concentrated essentially by miners because they're the only ones that have incentive to have full nodes. So if this keeps going, it is possible. Let's say um, you know China becomes super, super, super dom- dominant in mining. Um, essentially, yeah. they'll be dominant in having all the nodes too, and that's no good. And I would think if I could offer, know, the more decentralized... Yeah. Yeah, the more decentralized, the better. But go ahead. Uh, if I may offer a little observational humor here, um, Bitcoin seems to be the one enterprise where gamblers want to invest in capital equipment and solve difficult math, while the statistically minded want to gamble on an item with wild price swings. <laughs> definitely an interesting state of this. Ironic. Yeah. Have, have yeah, you guys I, looked at um, at Dash? You know, with their masternode concept, and you know, you get rewarded for having a masternode. Did that play at all into um, your thoughts on monetizing full nodes? Nope. No, unfortunately okay. not. I, I had heard of that. <laughs> no, I, suspect, I suspect that was that. I should have entered our conversations, but it, but it didn't on that weekend. Got to be honest. No, either way, if you thought it was a good idea, bad idea, you know, not worth considering. I just wanted to bring it up because that's I don't know of all the implementations, but that's one that I know of um, where you know nodes are uh, rewarded for you know people are rewarded for having a, a quote unquote full node or a master node. So yeah, it's a it's a good idea. In retrospect, we should have looked into that. Uh, we didn't during the weekend. Yeah, well, that's fine. But so, what, what happened when you did the uh, the hackathon? What was the end result, and what did you guys come up with? Um, so, what the end result was a prototype that demonstrated a full node being paid um, some satoshis for providing some information on the state of the Bitcoin blockchain. Uh, the payments were done using Lightning. So uh, there were no um, transaction fees other than transaction fees to set up the payment channel in the first place. Um, and that's what we demonstrated um, to the judges at the end of that. So you know, what was their reaction? I mean, you guys perform really well in the contest. Um, is this going to become a commercial idea you want to put forth? Or what's, what's the next step for you guys now that it's out there? Well, uh we're not really sure what the next step is. I mean, I would be interested in, to hear to hear the thoughts of your audience on that subject. Uh, any, if anybody anybody here knows knows JavaScript or Lightning really well, uh, feel free to chime in. But currently, the, uh, currently the the my plan is to get uh, to get get the thing running in some kind of production environment uh, and on on testnet and just see whether or not we can we can get it like working and, and get some people using it. Okay. Yeah, the, the setup process uh, took a while, and uh, I'm the founder of a startup called Risk Bazaar, and um, as with many smart contract systems, information provided to those smart contracts is really pivotal. 
So oh, yeah. uh, I, was, I was interested from, from that perspective also. No, that, that could, okay. An Oracle service would be especially useful for Risk Bazaar, definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. I just want to finish up with this one thought. But um, did you feel the weight of any of the politics with Lightning and with Bitcoin? And is there any other implementation you think um, to get the same result, but um, using a different language, using a different service? Um, any other thoughts in that direction? Yeah, I mean, there is there is some politics around uh, Bitcoin. Um, uh, JJ um, talked about how Satoshi initially described an alternative implementation as being a menace to the network. And so there is mm-hmm. a little bit of politics, but because it's not competing <laughs> in terms of um, consensus code, um, it's certainly a lot less controversial than, say, uh, a Bitcoin Unlimited that would be um, a splitting of the network. So, so yeah, surrounded by some okay. politics, but nowhere near as much politics as, as as Bitcoin Unlimited or Bitcoin Classic. Okay, gotcha. I just didn't know if that factored into how you were going to code this and and um, you know the results or any of that. But it sounds like it was a pretty free environment where you could do what you want. It did a little bit, just to the extent that we we wanted to make sure that that the idea of people running running Lightning was was going to be decentralized as well. I think we were to the extent that we did consider politics. It was the idea of of uh, helping resolve them rather than actually mm. feeling any kind of influence. Yeah, and, and, and like my, you can pretty much do anything. My personal perspective is that both Bitcoin and Lightning would be if 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 they continue to grow and they continue to work, they'll both be uh, huge benefits to the Bitcoin ecosystem. Uh, I'm, I'm personally of the view that we'll need both on-chain and off-chain scaling solutions. I also think an alternative implementation like Bitcoin adds diversity to the, to the ecosystem. So there was nothing we were working on that was, uh, so, well, certainly from my perspective, that was against uh, what I thought was for the good of the Bitcoin ecosystem. Yeah, no, I know you wouldn't do it unless you wanted Bitcoin to benefit. You know that. Yeah, I just, I just wondered if uh, you know politics entered in and if you guys felt oh, yeah, free to to hack and just do what needed to be done regardless. Yeah, it's called. Uh, they they say uh, the way I put it is they, it's called politics when uh, when it goes wrong. It's called collaboration when it goes right. And because you guys were there, were there any other um, you know hackers that came up with real interesting projects you can comment on? Oh, totally. I was I was totally surprised that we that, that our team won. Honestly, um, I mean, it, it, Alex is uh, Alex literally wrote a GUI interface for a Lightning client. But uh, I still didn't think it. When we when they finally showed all the projects, I and, and announced they, you know how they do that thing where they build suspense by announcing the third place and second place winners before the first place. And when I, when I heard yep. the third and second, I'm like, oh man, we're doomed, we're doomed. They um, they, they were actually they're actually two the two projects that uh, one one of the ones that interested me the most was it involved a, a way to basically put magnet links. To torrents on the blockchain. Hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit uh, in more layman's terms? I'm not sure exactly what you mean. So, have you ever heard of BitTorrent? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of an interesting idea. They have a they use a distributed system with a, a cryptographically basically a distributed cryptographically organized ledger similar to uh, some other systems that we might that we might be familiar with. Um, which is part of the reason for, for my interest in it. Also, it's used to okay. illegally download free movies. So okay. that's. That's pretty cool. Not that, of course. Not that we condone those activities. <laughs> yeah. I totally condone. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> the uh, 
this so this was basically this is basically a way to to use the op return uh, the op return from a op return uh, transaction to put links to torrent files in the blockchain instead of hosted on a site that can get taken down by the RAA anytime. I don't know if you if you mm. ever heard of the Pirate Bay CD yep. CD world of the internet scum that's constantly getting taken down by the government. Well, it turns out there is yep. a system that is that is pretty pretty censorship resistant out there called Bitcoin, which can be used <laughs> to make links to torrent files, which is always the weakness of the torrent systems actually publishing links to the torrent files themselves. Hmm. Basically, uses uses the some of the uh, the benefits from one decentralized system to help another, which I thought was particularly interesting. I can't believe I can't remember yeah, the is. name of the project, but uh, I'll look it up here real quick. Michael, you want to take the other one? Yeah, there were there were a bunch that were uh, really interesting. Um, so yeah, it ranged from like student loans to um, yeah records on the blockchain to um, so yeah that that BitTorrent project. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to rack my brains. It's two three weeks ago. Um, there was this yeah there was a student loans project that um, a bunch of really cool high schoolers were working on. Yeah, the, oh, yeah. yeah Arjun, a, a Arjun's really, project was neat. There's a bunch of really interesting ones. Yeah. So why do you guys think that you won? You sound surprised. You know, I I was surprised. Did the judges tell you? Yeah. You know, why? Why did the judges tell you why that uh, they thought yours was you know deserved the number one prize? Or now looking back, I don't know. Is there a rationalization, or you you just don't know? Uh, Michael, you want to take this one? Yeah. Um. I I think that they I think at the start of the hackathon. Um. The, the judges outlined some criteria. So I, I think we probably did the best job of uh, packaging what we've built to meet the criteria that originally set. Um, also, some of the technology that um, Alex and, and Nathan built was was uh, really, really good and really advanced. I think we were the only ones that uh, used Lightning in the demo. Um, so I think both from a technological standpoint and from meeting the criteria standpoint, I, I, I think we did pretty well. If I don't say so myself. Um, okay. But, but there, were, there were lots of other interesting projects. So, like, it was certainly by no means yeah, guaranteed that that we'd win or finish in the top three. Yeah, the one I think was called Bloxy Bay instead of basically Bloxy Bay instead of the Pirate Bay. You know, mm-hmm. They allow individuals to spin up their own version of Pirate Bay uh, with magnet links uh, stored on the blockchain. Oh wow. Oh, huh. cool. it's like a decentralized portable uh, pirate bay. Gotcha. Can you reiterate what the prize was uh, for winning the contest? What did you guys get? Oh, a million bitcoins, of course. Yeah, we're now billionaires. No, it was only it was only one bitcoin, unfortunately, uh, to share between three. Uh, but still, uh, pretty good. Uh, we got uh, free VPN from private internet access. Antros uh, Antonopoulos's book, Internet of Money, and a Ledger Nano. So yeah, right. pretty cool. Okay. And then, um, yeah, tell me about the uh, the project you're currently working on. You said it was, what is it called, Open Bazaar, or what was it again? It's called Risk Bazaar. So replace open with risk. Um, all one risk word. Bazaar, okay. Yeah, um, riskbazaar.org, the website. Sounds so, risky. Yeah. yeah what's, a, what's a brief overview of what uh, Risk Bazaar does? So in a similar way to Open Bazaar, building a protocol for peer-to-peer e-commerce, um, we're building at the moment it's a platform but it will develop into a protocol for peer-to-peer risk contracts so this is where uh, two individuals want to enter into a wager without going through 
a um, trusted third party or in an insurance setting, um, one individual insuring another individual without going through an insurance company. So we use uh, two or three multi-sig on Bitcoin blockchain. Okay, very good. So I guess, yeah, in conclusion, um, would you recommend hackathons to other people in the, you know, in the crypto space? Do you feel like it was a great experience? Or? I, I definitely would. Like when I first, I'm from the UK originally, when I first came to the Bayer and Silicon Valley there, there was a lot of excitement around some Bitcoin companies. I think it was just after the Bitcoin um, high price in 2013, 2014. And so there are a bunch of companies doing hackathons. And it was just great to be able to mix with people from other companies, uh, work on their APIs, um, and just share ideas. I think in the last year or two, perhaps because of the politics, because of the block size debate, there's been less hackathons and less of those types of events, and I think it's a shame. So, um, uh, plaudits to the to the Bitcoin guys for for uh, starting up and bringing some energy back to the hackathon scene in Bitcoin. Cause I think it's really important. And would you do it again if another one comes up? Are you going to participate? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, it's yeah, uh, it's it's a great opportunity to 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 work on and learn about projects that. You really feel as if you should dig deeper, but perhaps you don't have the time. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll certainly be keep going. And I think Nathan will. <laughs> and then for our listeners, how uh, if they want to find out more about what you did in the hackathon or your risk bazaar, um, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Um, yep. So there's we can give a couple of uh, links. Stephen Mackey wrote an article, and I wrote an article after hackathon, so we can put them in the show notes. If there's some show notes. Um, okay, that would be great. Yeah. With uh, Risk Bazaar, the website's uh, Um But yeah, I, I can be contacted uh, through Twitter. My handle's at Michael Ferguson, all one word. Uh, so yeah, those are probably the best place to contact me. Okay, and Nate, what about you? What's the best way to contact you for interested parties? Yeah, you can um, You could just Google my last name, The as impossible as it is to spell. It, 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 <laughs> Google will, Google will can help in that regard. But uh, you can also just uh, you can also just hit up Michael. I mean, we're we're pretty close. Um, okay. The other the other thing you could do is just uh, look up V6 on GitHub, and uh, my contact information is right there. You can always make a make a pull request on one of my uh, horribly organized repositories. All right. Okay. Well, very good, guys. Thanks for taking the time, and I appreciate you coming and talking about this. Cool. Oh, no worries. Definitely. Thanks for inviting us on. See ya. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. <laughs>